Welcome back to the Social Distance Podcast. It's the first episode of 2023, and I'll tell you what, we got off to a couple of false starts, but we managed to get something together. We preview the Tour Down Under, we catch up with each other. It's our first show, as we said. We talk about Tour Down Under, the new course. We talk about the, we, we take you deep inside the buffet at the Hilton Hotel, give you some insight into that. We talk about a couple of merch giveaways, and we look forward to seeing you all on the road here in Adelaide over the next couple of days. Like, share, subscribe. Let's, let's just run the intro and wing it like we always do and see what comes out of it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Front mm. kick. Just getting pulled in the chat. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment, I think. Will you Who shut up, man? Listen? That escalated quickly. Oh, We're going to need to get some more qualified guests on the show, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's just take three, boys. It's been a fucking woeful start. Let's just take three of the Social Distance Podcast 2023 first edition, Tour Down Under edition. Here we are. We're excited to be back. Yeah, oh, but... Uh... I'm... Oh, I love I'm excited to be back, eh? I'm not excited to be back anymore. I was about an hour ago. And now... Oh, mate. Oh, oh. I've really run out of fucking petrol tickets here. I'm going to... I'd rather put my dick in that window and slam it than do another <laughs> run of this. I started, I started thinking to myself, when's this? When does this contract end with the DM DM network? I fucking hope they don't re-sign us so we can just quit the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <laughs> me! It's bad enough the content was shit. Then we had to deal with like Wi-Fi issues. It's just nothing going right. But um, oh, now George is gone again. <laughs> Fucking hell! You no, back? I'm here. I'm here. I was just quitting off this annoying little pop up. Oh, yeah. what? Hey, hey are you Bills? Two down under. Feels hey, like so- I've asked you this ten times before. <laughs> I'm fucking over it. <laughs> Look, I, it's good to be back. I got the race. I got the 2023 Tour Down Under race medal in my hand. It's the first time in my career that I've got, had to look at it through a different lens. Like, I've had to read the rules and regulations. I've had to read, like, about radio frequencies. I've had to read it. It's a whole new world, but I am are you planning it. on and plugging in your planning on plugging in your riders for the race, are you? Unlike the Criterium. <laughs> yeah, we, did, we didn't use radios in the Criterium except for Taj Jones. So I, I needed to do it. I hadn't, because I've never used a radio before, obviously, and from the car. I, you know, and there weren't follow cars and there weren't follow cars in the crit, but we we're on the side of the road and Taj had a radio and I had a radio just so I could practice. Like it was essentially a practice for me. It was good for Taj to get some information because he, he was having a crack yesterday. Um, but I had to just do, I needed to do some practice. We did a recon as well the other day. We did a recon day and I talked to the guys from the car and the radio. Like, and they probably, it was probably the worst recon of their lives because I'm like talking them down to every corner. Like, okay, we're well, 1K from the left hander. But but, um, but but hang on, you talk you talk. I don't mean to put shit on you, mate. In fact, I do. You you talk like it's a complicated process. You plug it into your ear, you get the channel synced up together. You talk into it, and that's it. What what else is there to practice? No, uh, well, if you want to start at the start, like it was a simple process in the end. But honestly, there was a part. Uh, there was a moment this morning where I woke up and I thought, I don't even know how how, how do you make how do you get the race car radio. To link up with the the riders' radios, yeah, I understand it's a, just a channel. You go into the same channel and it works. But behind that channel is a frequency, and the frequencies you can't just pluck, pluck a frequency out of the air. Otherwise, you might have fucking Adelaide Transport talking to you saying, "Yeah, trains arriving, trains arriving." So you got to like get the right frequency and do all that stuff, set all that up. It's in the but end. But can't you just tap into someone else's frequency? Because I remember when I was racing French amateurs, 
there was this whole scandal that um, that they everyone thought that um, in my club thought that La Pomme Marseille were hacking everyone's radios and they were listening to what was going to happen because like someone were going to do something and they would already know it was like it was just too many things worked out like you know it was just all a bit suspicious and this whole like controversy where there was radio hacking. So if you it does happen. But I think really? I think it's a yeah. Back in the day, a, it did. Yeah, but it, it's you probably can do it, but it's illegal because it's illegal. So was so was so was a lot of things that have happened in cycling in its dark <laughs> history. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the freak because the frequencies the teams the teams purchase them, they buy the frequency so that no one else in the world can use that frequency. So it's a it's a purchase frequency that then should in theory become locked to the person who owns well who leases that frequency off. I don't know, the radio towers or, I don't know, fucking Telstra or, I don't know, whoever. So do you have to buy a frequency when you come to Australia that's different to Europe? You're supposed to think you you lease one for a period of time, yeah. Well, shouldn't you know that? Have you leased a frequency or the boys got radio silence? Yeah, it's the same as you No, to... They spend all this money and then eventually they just go, ah, fuck it, we'll just give it to one rider. That's what I mean. That's why I'm... That's why I'm saying it's a, a little bit more of a complicated process uh, than, it, than it seems. But you still don't general. know the answer. You still don't no, know. No, I've got, I've got it sorted. No, you don't. Because where did you did you go buy the frequency? It's all the team did it or something. I don't know. Someone did it or something. Someone, or some so, shit. Somebody, you know someone I mean? else has organised the frequency. Bewley's tapped into it, and it sounds like he's got his shit sorted. But you would have thought he would have practiced with all riders at the crit. Yeah. Instead, he just did it with one. They obviously don't respect no. you as an authoritative figure because they've all they're walking gone, over him already. Right, well, your radios, and six out of seven of them have looked at you and gone, "I'm not fucking wearing a radio." And you've gone because no, you don't use well, them. Well. You don't use them in the crit. It's a it's an exhibition race. It's not but, a race. Y- yes, you do this year because Bewley needs to practice. Different year, boys. I'm running the show now. <laughs> yeah, no Bewley's fucking around. Right. All the radios are in. You don't want it. You're on my fucking bad side straight off the gun. And yeah. I'll give you two strikes, and if you fuck me off by the end of Down Under, you're on the next flight, flight home. I'm not, and it goes for you too, Froomey. I don't give a shit how many tours you won. I'm fucking calling the shots. And you, and you go, uh, George, it's like prison. Smack someone out in the first two hours. Get the respect, <laughs> or you're going to be walked all over. Who's the ringleader in your rider group? For sure it's Daryl Limpy. You just need to go and oh, yeah. humiliate Daryl in front of Smack everybody. him out. In front of everyone. Humiliate him. Give him yeah. something. Give him something like make him ride the front stage one. Daryl, mm. you guys are painting me out to be this this terrible director, and I may well be. I've never done it before, but don't no, judge me not. before the race we're not. started. We're trying to help. <laughs> we just need to help. Crit. Forget it. Forget about the crit. Forget about that situation. The what other thing is, in the crit, you weren't wearing shoes. No, yeah, that's a good point. That's something I can solve quite easily, and that's there's only one person responsible for that. Oh, like, there's no. one director you... on the side of the road not wearing shoes. He's trying to create like he's one of those guys trying to create a personality about being like the, the barefoot guy. You know, like, barefoot uh, director. He's got an Instagram handle <laughs> instead <laughs> of the barefoot investor, the barefoot director. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I did spend a lot of time with Matt White as a sports director, and he used to run a lot of barefoot situations. Do you remember at the Tour de France that year in twenty? I think it was twenty fifteen, when there was mm-hmm. this mass. There was that massive, massive pile up, and they were mm-hmm. racing in Belgium, oh, like fuck. When like eighty guys went down, and people got fucking like broke oh, some serious bones. 
So that that when that crash happened, I remember it. There was a, I wasn't at the tour this year, and I don't even really remember it. But someone else told me about it, and so I'll recount the story in their words. They there was a big crash, and then we had like five guys go down, right? So then the mechanic just jumps out with the bike, and he's like servicing Daryl or whatever. But then they know that Albusini, he's like at the front of the crash, so like 150 meters away. He's also down and needs a bike. So Whitey just goes, "Fuck it, I'm just I'm running. I'm taking the bike with him." But Whitey didn't have any shoes on, so he's running down the road with taking Albusini's bike with bare feet. So uh, obviously Whitey's a pretty well-esteemed, well-respected sports director. So I thought, why not start off like him? That's why I did it. Oh. Also, it was fucking hot, and I didn't want to have shoes on. And it was a it was casual. We were just sitting around in the pits. It was cruisy, relaxing. Did you have jandals or just full nude foot? Barefoot, barefoot director. That um that crash that that crash you're talking about twenty fifteen, that was the first proper viral video we did at Green Edge. Over three mm. million views for the mechanics cam. Yeah, right. Mm. Uh well done. Um the, Thanks, the, <laughs> the, we're at the tour down under, it's gonna be a good race this year. I'm excited to be here. He's always fired up for TDU. George? Me? Oh, yeah. Mm. It's a good course for you. Well, is it? I don't know. We'll find out. It's the first time we've done the course. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Everybody, half the people tell me, half the people basically look at me and go, what are you doing here? Nothing to you here, mate. Piss off. Get out of here. The other half go, shit, you must be pretty excited about the course this year. Finally, something for you. So, who knows? I'll tell you in seven days. But well, that, I, that, I, yeah. What, what do you think? You've looked at it. I haven't seen it yet. We're going to go look at the the last stage. So basically, the major changes is a prologue, um, which is not great for me. But Wallunga Hill's gone, which I never had a good run on Wallunga anyway. Um, but now there's this this harder in general in terms of you know cumulative climbing on this last stage. But it's not one standout difficulty that's as hard as Wallunga. If you know what I mean, there's not one moment mm. that's there's not two and a half yeah. day of road that's as hard as Wollonga, but there's accumulably it's a harder stage. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's yeah definitely a harder stage. I don't know as well, man. Like, I don't think anyone really knows. Like, it's, it's going to mm. be like it's probably going to run a sort of similar template in a lot of ways. Obviously, the prologue will make a big difference because down under has been won in the past by time bonus sprints. You know, like mm. people like Daryl when when Richie won in twenty twenty. The last, the last edition we had before COVID, he was only he he won on Wallunga, but Daryl was leading in the Wallunga stage and had like a one second lead on Richie. Mm. You know, like it's so close. We all know that, but the prologue's going to change it. Like there could be a spread of thirty seconds between the guys that are going to finish top ten on GC already on day one, and then like you say, stage five up Mount Lofty, the climb is not as hard as Wollonga. That's, that's, but maybe that's it makes people just start going apeshit early because they've got 30 seconds to make up. Yeah. And maybe, maybe like exactly, it's, it's a, it's a, the stage is harder. So it's going to be like, it's going to be like a lot of down unders in some ways where the template is going to be like, is it going to be one of those punchy riders, like the Daryl kind of riders, the bling type kind of riders, the Gero of the past type of riders, or is it going to be just, touching into the guys like you or Yatesy or those sort of things. So mm. it's going to, it will, it will be interesting. It'll probably be a bit of a mix of them all, I'd say. Mm. Where, where's the prologue running? Through the main streets of Adelaide or? Yeah, down, yeah, the, down the Oval. Oh, that's good. 
down the upside down river at the upside down river. It's um, it's. Why is the river upside down? It's brown, isn't it? Oh, the brown snake. It's not. It's not the brizzy. It's not the brown. It's not Murray. No. What is the river here? Uh, don't know. Dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's down by the Adelaide Oval, anyway. Adelaide, so actually. Ad- I was just been thinking. Adelaide, as far as hostile things, you know, like there's no crocs in that river. There's no snakes. Really, and like okay, there is snakes, but there's not like I feel like it's not a real hostile thing apart from oh sharks in Adelaide, mate. There's a there's a young bloke that got swallowed and eaten up by a shark, and his keys washed up. I remember Mm. watching it. Must have been on Shark Week or whatever. He was out in his boat out in the bay there. He just went to do a chook, and this shark just went got him. Lisa, what do you you mean do a chook? Lisa. At least they're able you know, to move the, the horses, car, I guess. Like where you splash in the water. Or you jump um, into a shark. He, he jumped in the water and the shark got him straight away. Did you call yeah. it a chook after you? Is this no. one of the things that... No, it's called a horsey or a chook. <laughs> Some areas call it a horsey. When people used to make a playlist on Spotify and you used to go, oh, yeah, that, that's called bush chooking. That's what, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> because it's everything. Because <laughs> my dad's nickname's Emu, and, and Emu's a bush chicken, and then that turned to bushy or bush chook, and then just everything's chook or bush chook or whatever. But the, the horsey is when you, you hit the water, we used to do them all the time as a kid, and as soon as you hit the water, you flatten out and you get that double splash. So it's, it's reverse money. Mm, oh. Staple. So yeah. everyone and people listening to this would go, oh, that's called a slum dick or whatever, like, who knows? <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know. There'd be a million, <laughs> the million different names for it. How did we get onto yeah. this? Oh, the bloke who got yeah. eaten by a shark. Yeah, yeah, no, we're talking about Tour Down Under. But it's going to be a good oh, race. We're talking about hostile, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 been it's been quite cool here though. Like George, me and George were talking last night after the crit about how many merch hats we've seen around as well. So it's nice to see. One one some, uh... one thing I I do critique down under is like the buffet. The first couple oh, of days yeah. you go there, the Hilton buffet. The first couple Dog of days, shit. it's like, oh, how good's this? You know, you got the fresh veggies, you've got like lamb chops, some potato, and all that, and you're like, oh yeah, beautiful. Then the next day you go and hang on. Started to no. taste a bit similar. By the end of a week, or oh. <laughs> But Jonesy, this year what's happened is the women's race is staying in the same hotel. So there's about 500, literally 500 people at that buffet now. And, oh, no. um, and they've, they've, they've realised they have to run it pretty simple. So it, you, you've lost a bit of the thrills, the thrills around the, the buffet. And there's a lot of bulk white rice, a lot of pastas, a lot of sort of I don't mind vegetable it. sauces. Oof. I thought the lasagna wasn't bad last night. Always lasagna, always bolognese. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The ha- There's a good ham and cheese selection as well. I don't. Oh, know you're good ham and cheese. You're good ham and cheese. Yeah. Yeah, but then the last night they throw like a big after party shindig, but that's when the real buffet comes out because you start going, "Where yeah. are these flavors yeah, been?" These been all week, yeah. <laughs> like sardine sticks and all this. Like your taste buds are going, "Shit, this is gourmet." Hmm. <laughs> it's always interesting I, I, this week and um, the Down Under week's always like a it's probably like an iconic week in Adelaide that divides the the Adelaide population 
So it's just you only get two types of people, two types of, of local. The one that cheers and yell, you know, welcome, claps, wants to take a photo, or the one that's just fucking like hooking you in their holding commodore, just riding past going, fucking Australia. You know, like just yeah, yeah. hooking you off at all costs. Like hates you, hates this week, hates everything about it. And and you could all you just it's a clean divide down the middle that half the people here it's so excited that down under's back and half the people fucking hate it. Do you know what I found like in like now that I'm in the car instead of on the bike, the last the last week been following the riders out training and I was actually like a bit like anxious about it initially. I think a little bit because of what you said, George, like Australia and New Zealand is you know, they they view cyclists as in a different way than they do in most parts of Europe. But so I was a bit like, oh, fuck, am I going to end up like, you know, in these fucking tussles or like people giving me shit or whatever. And it's also like a, a shining light of the entitlement as bike riders sometimes, as professionals, when you've got to follow a car behind you. Oh. Like you as, as a rider, you're like, oh, fucking sweet, we've got a car behind you. They'll deal with it, you know? But then when you're the guy, when you're the guy driving the car, I'm like, oh, I'm a bit like doing my best to get, get out of the way of everybody. I'll tell you what, man, we've done six days of training here. One day, a dude in a van drove past me and gave me like the, you know, like, the side, out the out the wristy out the window. Other than that, friendly toots, waves, cheers. It sure wasn't just like everything. Um, it sure it wasn't a shake and bake, like you know, yeah. telegator nights, like wishing you the best. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was that. Because honestly, I feel like I've you've had, it's been, that. It's been good experiences here. I, I think that the general population of Adelaide's excited to have the race back after three years yeah no i think you're right i think actually yeah you're right by far and away the overwhelming consensus is excitement but the the commodore population is is vehemently 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 against it did you um did you see the protesters you were you here when the protesters were out the front of the hotel the other day no what were they protesting Santos. So there's like this. We got like we got told that there's like some protesters protest planned, and uh, you know to be aware of them and stuff. And then what is Santos? Mining, mining. Yeah. So we came out of the hotel and there, and there was the protest group, and it was like I'd say when it was at its peak attendance, fourteen to sixteen people, and they were I'd say the youngest person was seventy, and they all had these signs, and it was actually quite a for lack of a better term, it was quite a cute protest. It was like these older ladies, like quite nice people, and they had these signs with these big hearts saying, we love Tour Down Under, we don't like Santos. And they had this chant. It was like, hey, ho, hey, ho, Santos has to go or something like this. Oh, dirty, dirty Santos. Hey, ho, hey, ho, dirty Santos has to go. And like all their signs just said like, keep the race, flick, like get rid of the sponsor or something. It was like, so they, they don't look like they're too much to worry about. But but they like the race. Even even those people, even the protesters like the race. But um, we've mentioned this a few times. I don't think in the history of like upper corporate management have they ever made a call based on any protesters where they've gone, ah, oh, you know what, we're reviewing the sponsorship, but that protest of those 14 elderly women, no, nah, it's just not worth it anymore. No. But it is, an, it is an interesting one for me though, right? Like I actually, now I think about that, right? So... It's actually a fucking difficult situation because I I actually agree with those ladies, but I 
also know how difficult it is to find sponsorship and how well, like, how, how what an awesome thing Santos has done for Adelaide for this race. It's been Santos for years. It's been, it's, it's such a great, like, contribution. But, like, and ultimately what I fucking think that mine, you know what I mean? Like, I agree with those old ladies. Like, fuck them. It's like Pat Cummings when he stepped up against the, you know, like, um, the, the, uh, the AIS, you know, the Australian cricket um, head sponsor. And then they ended up ultimately dropping the sponsorship. Mm. So are you, you'd want to not be the guy that goes, oh, I Pat up Cummings. Santos. Pat Cummings. Yeah. Do you Legend. want to point out a bigger? Want to pick it, point out a bigger virtual signaler than Pat Cummings, or is you just be happy with him? I'm happy with him. He's my favourite cricketer. So, um, but what I'm getting at is, imagine being the guy that that you know you ruined Tour Down Under because you spoke out for what you believe in. So you know what I mean? Like you, you're in it as an, as an athlete, as a participant in the sport. You actually have to be. You're in a precarious position where you go right. I don't really like. San, like I didn't even know they were miners. I thought that was a sanitation company. Yeah. I don't know what I thought they were insurance. <laughs> I thought it was Weepix. Santos wasn't it called? Isn't yeah. it Santos Weepix? Santos Weepix. Santos Santos Sanitation's got a good ring to it, though. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. What I... But no, it's good to be back, isn't it? It's a shame you're not here, DJ. But you'll be in Cadell Evans race. Oh no! It... Yeah, I'll be there for a day. Um, I also feel for Stewie because he took the reins from Mike Turner uh, as race director, and then as soon as he got it, bang, COVID hits. So mm, he couldn't yeah. really do anything on the scale. It was always like the festival of cycling or whatever, whereas this is his first year to properly take the reins and make a course but, that, you know, it's already different. So I reckon it's great. Yeah, he's definitely – he's already yeah. added his flavor to it, eh? I think. Yeah, yeah 100%. And he's a great race director. Like I've seen him quite a few times here, and he's you know he's calm. He's willing to answer questions. He's willing to give you time, and he's he's just a liked he's a liked and respected guy. So he's he's actually a good he's a good addition to the team. It's funny because one of those things is like he's got good social currency because he was a good bike rider as well. That helps. Like if it was just yeah. some bloke, you'd be like, oh right, right, mate. But it's because it's a guy that's won Roubaix. You're like, you know what I mean? Therefore, he's a better person. Yeah. Well, in the eyes of in the eyes of you know what I mean. The social currency, his social currency is higher because he won Roubaix. Regardless of how good he is or bad at his job, he won Roubaix to so fuck up. You know what I mean? Well, he won Roubaix. But, <laughs> but the previous guy, Mike Turner, we were he talking earlier about, <laughs> oh, he won Olympic gold 84. On well, the, there you go. Um, Great so, Yeah, but, but we were saying how, like, being in prison, you got to smack the guy in the first two hours. He had that down pat. Like people were yeah. shit scared of that guy. I was like, scared. Oh, oh, mate, I remember one day at the, the buffet, people had had a gutful, so someone brought in their own grill, started making eggs and bacon at the buffet table, plugged into like a power board. <laughs> Fucking Turner hears egg and bacon crackling and gets a whiff. He comes steaming in and just ripped this bloke a new one from, I think it was filling in for yeah. Lotto or EF or something. And I just remember and gave him this all-time bait, like, fuck it, get that out of here. Who, what the fuck's your name, mate? And the guy's like, shit himself. Like, oh, mate, gave an absolute baking. And I was just like, yeah, see, now this is a guy that, like, he's clearly the boss. Yeah. Clearly the boss. Yeah. 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 Um, who's going who's gonna to win it? There's a, there's a lot of favourites, though. Bennett is uninterrupted preseason. 
I think it's the first time in a long time where he could fully get the Ks in. He seems like he's in a better headspace. He's prepared to race until he's 40. So yeah, I think this was, is coming at a really good period of his career, sort of in the middle. That we learned in the first two takes of this before you realised that my internet had not been recording anything we've said. So, um, yeah, it's a good assessment. Why not? I think... Mate, I'm, I'm honestly in a daze. Like, I know that we at some point we spoke about the fact that there's going to be the punchy riders mixing with the pure climbers. It's going to be sort of hanging in the balance for both of those people. But for the life of me, I can't remember if it was on this episode, the one before that or one before that. So I... I don't know. What's happening? Well, what do you think, Bennett? Are you going to have a dip or what? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it what I can. Obviously, I'm going to try quite hard. But um, it is like what you said. It is like it doesn't matter how fit you are or how good. Like I actually genuinely believe I'm in really good shape right now. Like in terms of fitness, like like how good I'd be at the end of a long hard race. But like I don't feel like that's worth a pinch of shit sometimes in Tour Down Under because it's a hundred k stage. You kind of ride easy to the bottom, and then you just got to go absolutely apeshit for five minutes. And I feel like that. Okay, of course, fitness is an element of that, but um, a lot of it is more just about like like you get guys like ex-track riders, like I think like you know you, uh, Ethan Hader, um, G, um, even like Paddy Bevan or Cor- uh, you know what I mean? Like guys are just absolute monstrous five minutes. That's the kind of people that win this race. And a lot of the time, your five-minute power, it's not that relevant to fitness if it hasn't been a really hard stage. But if it is full gas, like like we're saying about the course, if the last stage is hard from the, from the gun, those guys, there is a chance they could be in trouble. But And fitness could come into it. But I don't know. So I don't know. I'm just sort of answering your question with a question, really. What do you reckon, Bills? Daryl Impey's last race, he's going to be moving back to Australia. He's already won it twice. He clearly rates himself. I'll tell you what, the good thing about having Daz here is whether, whether or not he wins the race or not or gets wherever he, whatever result he gets, he's the Prince of Adelaide, so he opens certain doors for you. And because of that, we've got the penthouse suite. Maybe that's not why. I went to your same, hotel but... room the other day, and you are in a dustiest possible room. You're in the like, if we were if we were to scan the rooms right now, which I don't really want to do, um, your room is dusty, old, like has not been refurbished. We've got a we've got a couple of yep. we've got a few few great writer. We have to thank everybody since we started the show 2023. Thank you everybody who's bought merch so far. We've actually sold out of pretty much all of our t-shirts, but we do have we have sold out of all the shit writer great bloke t-shirts. So we do have a handful of great bloke. Sh- Shit rider, fuck this confusing, eh? We've got great ridership bloke t-shirts here. We've got a handful of them that we're going to give away to a couple of riders. Um, and also, we, we, we still owe G1 from the Tour de France, so I'll try and get one on his shoulders. Yeah. And we're going to give a couple away, a handful away to to some some listeners, some of you guys. We've, got, we've also got a few merch hats. We've also got a few social distance podcast hats. What are you doing, George? <laughs> nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Keep going. <laughs> so, he's like eating. He just got the camera right near his face. Uh, classic. So, yeah, so uh, how are you going to give them away? What's, what are well, they going to do to get one? We've, got, we've only got a, we've got a few, like three or four of each. Merch hats, social distance podcast hats, and great ridership like T-shirts. So we're going to give them away. We just come up to the 
come up to me or George at the start. Basically, what we want, to, what I want to see, George won't agree with this, is to basically give George the most inconvenient present you can think of. Like, if you think back to 2022, the ongoing saga of the French man with the poster who was trying to give that life-size poster to George, that's what I'm thinking. Something along those lines. Palm something like that off to George, and you'll get a hat or a T-shirt or maybe even both. It's good. And um, probably a hostile response from me. So, yeah. And mm. we'll give them away. We won't have. I won't bring them to the stages just because it's a bit of a hassle for me. And we want to make George's life a hassle. But what? Whoever the winner is, will George will get a photo of you or your details, share on Instagram, and we'll organise for you to come and meet George and I at the hotel after the race on Sunday night. Have a have a cold one. And give you. The I really know none of this. Just sneak into the sne- sneak into the buffet. The good just buffet. Writing, I'm just writing checks here. We'll see if we cash them. But we'll organise for you to pick them up from the Hilton. We'll give them to you. We'll deliver them to you. But that's what we want. Just make, just deliver George a life-size poster. That's all I want. Don't do that. I'll make sure you don't receive anything free from this show again. All right. I'm at the massage. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. All thanks right. for listening, everybody. It's good to be back. We will find our groove again, I'm sure. It's been six-week break. The summer, we've got the summer break fatigue. We'll be back. It's like when you first open your laptop after six weeks off. Like, share, subscribe.